1: people-centric leaders. Okay, we've got a very interesting topic here for you today. One of the things that we have noticed working with lots of different clients and lots of different spaces is that there are a lot of people who are watching what's going on in the news today, and they're watching what's going on in politics, and they're watching what's going on in the the economics. There's a Is there a recession coming? Are politics getting bad? Are there fights in Congress? Is there, Are we never going to move forward? And there's protests and people taking over stuff in the business business outlook doesn't look good in the economic and what we're starting to see is that people are struggling a little bit here in a lot of different space. The, some people are feeling not maybe outright depressed. You know, depression is a, is a very serious condition and it it's generally feeling sad, it's hard to get out of bed, those types of things. But they're not quite feeling that way, but they are feeling just kind of blah. Like I can't get past something and there's actually a clinical name for this and it's this idea of languishing. Now, as we get into this topic, languishing of just feeling kind of blah, I'm going to tell you something from our team right here. As we talked about this topic, this is kind of, I don't want to say a controversial topic for our team, but you're going to hear some different perspectives on this. We are not going to coddle you today if you're languishing a little bit. You're listening to this podcast. You're going to hear some just blunt advice on some things to maybe help you to try to snap out of this, or maybe we will coddle you today a little bit. I don't know. It's going to be a little bit of a, we're, our team's coming at this. We want to be real along with this as we talk to you. So stay tuned here. We're going to jump into this topic and see where this goes. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. So I've never
0: been more excited about a podcast. Like just the fact that you're like, yeah, some of us are going to tell you the hard facts. I'm still, I'm, I'm in, I'm here's,
1: in here's what it is. Get off your butt. Right. Diana, just make <laughs> this happen.
0: Yep, just,
1: just, yep. just do this thing. Right. It's yeah. Be good. Stephanie, good. are you feeling, are you languishing right now?
2: I maybe just started
1: oh just started just now
2: as soon as we logged on
1: yeah, yeah. that's that
2: was it for her
1: we'll stop oh, it
2: no i'm just kidding this is yeah. great let's keep going
1: okay all right <laughs> bethany how do you feel how do you feel about this topic are you excited about this one
3: i actually am because i think that it's really relevant and i think we should we should talk about it. i didn't i didn't even realize there was a word specifically to to talk about this so
1: Yeah. And I think that's part of the thing right here. We're in 2023. So we make a word for everything. And we've been talking about that last few podcasts, right? There's so many words and a lot of them are old concepts and things that have happened. It's not like languishing never happened before. We just didn't have languish language to be able to put that in front of us all. Yeah.
3: That's where it is. It is today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I want to, Matt, I want to move to you here a little bit on this topic, because I know that this is like pulling teeth a little bit for you here on this topic. Talk a little bit about maybe like, why is there, why are you not as excited about this one, if you don't
4: mind? Well, Don, thank you for uh, throwing that to me. Why I'm not as excited about it. It seems like we get i don't know i I think like what you just said i'm trying to choose my words because uh it seems like what you just said there about the there's a buzzword for everything i guarantee you i could make up one and convince everybody it's real tomorrow we're gonna do a podcast about it right i don't want it there's a buzzword for everything and there was a word for this before earlier and i think it was like from that emoji movie remember the meh remember the meh emoji that's the word that you're looking for who who doesn't get meh sometimes like we can call it languishing or whatever you want to call it but we all kind of dive into that and you know what if you're frustrated about <laughs> if you're frustrated about where you are not happy about where you are or, then do something different then change it maybe may move do something different you know I, you're going to hear these great things from articles that people have written and maybe I should try something find something within my strength or whatever yeah maybe maybe you should like that's and that's 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 exactly how it feels like I don't know I was Maybe I was raised differently. I don't know. Maybe I had other people uh, telling me, like, how are you about over that? Or when are you going to be over that? So we can get moving forward. And I think that's the rut. I think that's the rut that people find themselves. I get that we dip into it. Don used the word coddle. I think sometimes I don't want to say, you know, who or what, or, you know, but I think some people just look for it. Like, this is my comfort place. So I'm going to hang out here in the languishing mood. And I don't know. Some people have very little patience for that.
0: Are you attacking me right now, Matt? Because I feel very attacked. Just
4: kidding. <laughs> Maybe. I feel safe to attack you because you're in Seattle now. It's not like I see you on a regular basis, right? So I can I can uh, attack you and, and then deny the video call later whenever it comes in. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm here to add color to this topic because uh, we all, whatever. I mean, this is part of it, right? You go there. I don't think I need to read an article about it. Like I get there and then, okay, what do I need to do to change it? I need to change the scenery a little bit and then... Let's move forward. But if I consistently find myself there, then Stephanie pointed out this is a might be a whole nother issue uh, there. And I'm sure we're going to get into that too. But uh, anyway, uh, that's, that's what I'm bringing to the table today. I don't know who's with me on these listeners, but I know there's got (laughs) to be people with me like, oh my gosh, I work with some languishers on a regular basis and uh, it's exhausting sometimes.
1: Yeah, here's my, here's, you're going to go back to the Bob Newhart philosophy, right? And the Bob Newhart video that he does in the, if you, if you Google it, it's pretty funny where he plays a psychiatrist and the people come in and they explain their problem to him and he just looks at them and just, well, okay, well, just stop it. <laughs> just stop it. Just knock yourself out of it, right? Yeah.
4: Do you enjoy doing that? No, I hate it. But then why do you do that? Then why you should stop doing that then? Do you, <laughs> it sounds weird, right? It's a pretty funny uh, skit there with Bob Newhart, but anyway, Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space in the middle of the old idea of saying like, okay, just suck it up and rub some dirt on it and move past it. And a lot of mental health issues, mental health is getting more and more attention. And I think that's a good thing, right? We're shining lights on that. And I think we've all talked about that. And I think we're all in favor of that part of that. But on the flip side of that, I think sometimes when you talk about something a lot in terms of different topics, then sometimes people fall back into that thing. Well, maybe I have that. Maybe I'm struggling with that, right? Maybe that's how it labels me. And maybe that that's who I am. Maybe that's okay for well, me. Bethany, you know.
4: Bethany called me out earlier before we started Hit Record. And you know, I didn't, you know, maybe I was attacked, I don't know. But Bethany, we just did one of those, uh, I, I can't remember, working genius uh, personality things. And I came back as a motivator, cheerleader, encourager kind of a thing. And if you've been in an event before and you've heard me speak or whatever, a lot of people put me in that box. I pride myself on lots of energy, encouraging, motivating you to do better. And and I still think it fits, even with my quote unquote maybe pessimistic view on the idea of of languishing. Because I love to help people achieve whatever is best in them. I love to help mentor people, and then I will actively work to try to promote you to do what it is that you want to do. What I don't, where I fall off of that, is if you keep running into excuses of why you can't. Like that gets exhausting. Like either do it or don't do it. If you want to do it, I will help you, uh, and I will be your biggest encourager. But if you continue to fall back, maybe work on some stuff and then let me know. I
1: don't know. Yeah. It's difficult to give insights as consultants to work with somebody who just consistently just says, Oh, life isn't great. I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm not going to move on anything. I'm not going to do anything if they feel stuck, right? Our goal is momentum for everybody. And I think that's the goal of this topic here is to give you some momentum out of that. So if you can identify yourself in this position, and just to to kind of define this a little bit further, we think about what's the difference between languishing And depression. Depression is when you're down, right? You're sad a lot. You have trouble moving, things, like you have trouble getting up out of bed, those kind of things. Languishing is a little bit different from that, right? Flourishing is the other side of it. It's where you feel happy and have a generally good attitude about things. Languishing is kind of in the middle. It's kind of like you don't really feel much about anything. Like, how's your job? Eh, It's okay. Whatever. You know, I think of the movie City Slickers, right? There's the movie, it's the old Billy Crystal movie when he's in that. And he goes through his life and he's languishing. Clearly, he is like definition of languishing. How's his job? It's it's fun. I don't know. It's just there. He doesn't really like his vacations and stuff are kind of lame. He just doesn't feel his family, he doesn't feel like a great connection to or anything like that. And then at the end of the movie, I think he does a very like kind of like Matt, what you're talking about here, I think, is at the end of the movie that his wife asks him, Well, are you gonna go get a new job and all that kind of stuff? And he ends up by saying, No, I'm just gonna do it. Better. I'm just going to spend more time on it. And I think there's some message to that in terms of the languishing idea, right? And I think it comes with people who are, it comes with employees. We see that do that. It comes with bosses who do that. It's even more what's the impact? Uh let's start there. Like, what's the impact if the boss or leader of a team is is struggling a little bit? Like, what's the impact on the team and what's the impact back to the boss?
0: I think anytime a boss is feeling almost anything, your people feel it too. So, people are very perceptive and they pick up on the things. And bosses have a lot of like weird mental authority over employees. Like, we listen to what our bosses say most of the time. And so, if a boss is coming and saying, you know, the world is falling apart, we don't know what's going to happen. I feel like the company is making big mistakes or whatever, that's the employees are going to feel all of that too. It definitely brings everybody to the same level, that same doom and gloom type feeling.
1: Especially if you're an effective leader, because we talked about this before. Sometimes people define effective leadership as somebody who is a positive leader, but we defined effective leadership as something a little bit different. A leader is somebody who influences others. So an effective leader is somebody who effectively influences others. If people follow you and they have a lot of respect for you, and you start to go to work and talk about hey there may no be no future here i don't know what that what this is going to hold i've got a lot of uncertainty i'm not really excited about it and you come in low energy it does impact the rest of the team for sure it adds up to that
2: well and what i'd say like where this maybe has become a buzzy word is like we we have lived through a global pandemic and there was a period of time where all of us kind of felt this way a little bit of like I don't know what I can look forward to right now. And like everything got canceled and there's so much that's outside of my control that I can really do. And it's that kind of feeling of like stagnation and emptiness in some ways. And so I think what I'm seeing is that like, Yeah. There, there are some of us who kind of like got through that thought process maybe quickly and like Matt, not to call you out of, like, I think that's maybe where you are and that's awesome. I think there are other people that it's they're maybe still there a little bit and it's taking them longer to process like everything that's happened. And then it feels like it keeps happening. And so it's like, well, how am I, how do I feel excited about things? Because what if, what if the whole ship up ends again, you know?
3: Yeah. And I was going to say, I think that sometimes you know, and I think before we talked about this too, Matt, you said, we've all been, we've all had that meh, we've all been there before. And I think that that's the point is like, yes. And, and we go through seasons of that. And, and ideally we don't stay because you're right. There are people who sometimes stay in that and they're just like always languishing. And that's really frustrating to be on a team with somebody who is like that all the time. But I think that everybody goes through these seasons of, we'll use the word languishing. We're just the meh, like nothing seems great. Like we're not excited about anything. We just feel stuck. But I think that for anybody who's been in that, which we all have, nobody wants to be there. And sometimes it's hard to get out of that mindset. And if you've been, even if, you know, we talked about depression, but like, if you've ever had anxiety too, is it's the mindset in that too, is very much like, this is, the worst. I hate being in this. I have no idea how to get out. I'm trying to just think positively or I'm trying to do something different. And it's like, you're trying to like, I don't know, will your way into like non-anxiety. And I think it's similar in these situations. It's like, sometimes your brain is just cycling and you don't know how to push out of that, but it's the thing that you want the most. And so I think that's where we want to talk about, like, what are there some things that we can do to move out of this kind of mental state?
1: Yeah, I like I like this topic and I think we're jumping into this, even though we don't in some topics when we meet with you all here on this podcast, we're bringing something like communication styles and we're all very aligned in terms of what this is. I think this is a weird kind of a different kind of a topic, but I think the reason that I like it so much is I think we are we are we want to join the movement of normalizing some of the mental health challenges that people have. You're absolutely right, Bethany. The rational brain can look at something that's happening to yourself and know that you shouldn't be like that, but that doesn't mean that you can break out of it. You know, I've suffered from panic attacks before, you know, and and when you know what a panic attack is, and I've sat in the hospital ER thinking I was having a heart attack before, and the doctor's got all the machines hooked up to you and says, you're not having a heart attack. So your brain's like, okay, great. I'm not having a heart attack. Then why do I feel like this? It's, it's a challenge in terms of, You know, you can't just think your way out of that. You can't will your way out of it. So, and I think the same thing can happen in languishing, except that languishing, you're probably not going to seek out help for it. You know, a lot of times you're just like, oh, I just feel kind of down about things, especially then I think if you're a leader of a team and, you know, we've talked about in the past, the past podcast episode, what do teams need from their leaders, from their managers? You know, they need compassion, stability, hope and trust is what they need. And if you think about someone, a leader who is languishing, You might be taking away some of that stability, right? You might forget about the compassion piece. You might especially not be presenting that hope piece to that. And then if the team starts to feel that, then the team starts to languish a little bit, to use that term. And if the team's languishing, then you get into the cycle, and now it's hard to break out of that. So let's talk a little bit about maybe how to break out of that cycle like whether that's rub some dirt on it and suck it up or take some next steps or do something different or change your environment. What are some of the tips that we might have if you're in that case, whether you're a leader, employee or a manager or an employee, whoever you are?
0: I don't have a tip yet, but I will say that I think just assigning a name to it helps me. Assigning what this thing is and giving it language helps me recognize things in myself. And then sometimes it'll just go away then. I'm like, oh, I've identified it. I don't have to dwell on it. I don't have to think about it as much. This is what it is. So I think the first step is just identifying if you're going through this or not. Put a name to it.
1: I like that. So recognize it's not that you're fundamentally broken. Maybe your job is not a terrible job or you're not, the world's not really falling apart around you or nothing is exciting anymore that maybe there is something that is an opportunity to change something, Uh, right? I think that's good. What else can we do?
2: I would say like also focus on setting like small, realistic goals for yourself. And if you need like an accountability person to help you get out of that funk, like, I think that's great. And that's where, like, if you have a Matt Griswold in your life who can help encourage you, like share with that person, like, Hey, like, I feel like I want to set some, some small, realistic goals for myself. So I feel like I'm moving forward right now that I feel there's purpose in my days, you know, find that spark of joy for yourself. Like I can do this every day and it makes me feel like I'm not stagnant. Like I'm making progress towards something, um, and share that with a friend, you know, maybe even do that together. I mean, a lot of the, I think tips you'll hear online, we'll talk about like physically moving your body or doing something like that. Like maybe take a walk with a friend, if that's going to be helpful for you or look at your big word goals for the year. And instead of being like, like what's one small little thing you could do that maybe you actually would enjoy doing. And if you accomplished it, it would feel really good. That doesn't have to mean you just like accomplished a whole key objective for the company.
3: Yeah. And it's that you're talking about that progress, being able to feel like you've made progress on something. And I think that's where sometimes when you see this, this like languishing, this mess state that you're in, like at work, it's maybe because you're running into lots of barriers (laughs) or you're doing things that just like, maybe you're not great at, or, you're just stuck in some of the work that just doesn't bring you a lot of joy and you might just have to do it. And that might be just a thing you have to kind of get through. But if there's a way to kind of reevaluate and say like, where am I spending my time right now at work? And am I doing a bunch of stuff that's not necessary? (laughs) Can we make a change with that somehow? Is like, maybe it needs to like be a conversation that you bring back to your team or your manager and, and talk about like, honestly, when I look at my day, here's where I'm spending a bulk of my time. And I feel like it's sucking the life out of me. (laughs) And can you figure out, can you have a conversation about it and say like, can we, am I doing this wrong? Can we do this a different way? Do I need to do like, what can I change here to make this different? Um, And I think that's one way you could look at that at work.
1: Yeah. And I don't think you have to do that to try to improve efficiency. I think sometimes we make the mistake of that, of saying, like you said, like work on the things that you don't work on, the things you don't have to work on, like focus on different areas. But sometimes, sometimes you may want to work on something that maybe isn't as important. I know like going into this year and everything, as I was looking at the year, it was like, holy cow, we've got a bunch of trips coming up. We've got a bunch of new clients. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up. And I needed to, and I have a whole bunch of tasks working on things with the last couple of days, I have taken a step back and said like, I need to re I need to reorganize. I got to set the field. And it's not the most important things that I needed to do it's not the most urgent things I needed to do, but it helped me to just be able to see it. It's like my my gut was telling me I needed to do those things. So like I set up a calendar for the entire year. I put like, which events are we going to? So I could lay that out. So that was in front of me. I looked at some of the travel and the trips that were coming up so that I could see that none of that stuff was like, boy, that stuff had to be done right now. It was more of giving me some space to be able to use my own strengths and my creativity and kind of fall back to a place that made me feel better about my situation. Sometimes you just pause. Um, you know, I think it's really important too, as we talk about this term to go back to it, is that if you have ever felt meh, I hope you're not hearing this and saying, wow, I have a serious mental health condition. If you've ever felt meh, my guess is just, just because you're human, right? Cause I think we've all felt like that before, but like, if you think about it, like short term, if you felt that way like I was thinking about like uh, Matt and I have traveled quite a bit together and a lot of times we'll go to conferences which are a little bit longer you know and we'll be together for three or four days at a time traveling and sometimes we're in the car together traveling from different places to different places like that and there's times where you just kind of hit a wall And I think it's been just about every trip, there's a moment where both of us hit a wall and you're just like, and you're just, you're probably short-term languishing, right? If that's, if we're going to put a word on it, but you just hit the wall. And I think that both of us are pretty good at like, okay, well, we don't have to force conversation. We can put the radio on, we can sing, just do something a little bit different. Let's go see, uh, one of the things that like we've done is go mix in on trips that we've taken uh mix in a trip like visit a landmark or a history or a museum or something like that just to kind of do something a little bit different to shift gears i think that kind of helps the brain to reset a little bit and it gets you energized or just take a minute and we'll go sit <laughs> sit in a bar someplace and try a new bourbon and just do that and not have to think about the the detailed stuff in front of you i think the the message is just to change it change something if you're stuck
4: which is a proact which is a proactive a, approach to it, right? I mean, just just change, you know, Stephanie, you talked about during COVID. Yeah, lots of things were shut down. We were used to going, 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 going all the time. But honestly, like I'm gonna say this, this might be controversial. Like we did great through that's when we bought a camper and a boat. Like we we, we found new hobbies. Are you kidding? Like that was pretty cool. That's why I own a camper and that is why I own a boat because COVID happened and all the ball games were canceled and it kind of just made us take a step back and reset and dang that's like that's the best that was the best thing for us right and so it wasn't like dang it, there's no ball games it was like, huh, well what else you want to jump into same thing with uh, you know getting your body in motion like it's a, it's an either you, you, you want to, or you don't want to kind of a thing. You have to, I could, I could totally melt away into my couch or whatever, and just look at TikToks. But then there's something in me that's like, I got to move. I have to do something uh, and I have to get up and go. But again, that's a, you got to proactively kind of want to do it too. We've done that podcast about you got to kind of want to like, we can, we can encourage and we can kick or whatever. Like we can, we can push those buttons, but at the end of the day, they, you got to kind of want to do it. And I think that's one of those things. Okay. Here's the hand that you're dealt. What are you want to do? What, 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 what's your play? Uh, which way do you want to go? And then it's up to you to be able to make that proactive judgment call to kind of make the best out of that, um, out of that situation. But but yeah, I get it. Uh, COVID was COVID, but it was, we picked up two awesome hobbies during COVID and that was one of the best things in the world for us. Yeah, and I think
1: that's why it was the best things in the world for you, right? That's the It's the flip of that is because you picked up those hobbies and you decided I'm not going to fall into this new rhythm of sitting at home and in my room with my doors yeah. locked and so afraid right. of other people that yeah. you leaned into that and it looked back at it and say like, actually, it was a pretty good time for myself. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even if you don't want to, like when we started habits like i i found myself like when i getting home last year at the end of last year like you're just tired you know and we're, we work pretty hard and i got into a rhythm of like okay i'm going to we eat dinner and then i go into my office and i collapse on my easy chair and i put on netflix or hulu or something or watch a binge watch a show or something like that every night and you get into those kind of habits and then you do that for a long time because it's a habit and then you look at yourself and go like my energy levels low and sometimes there's a moment where you're like I need to change something and maybe you don't want to change something but short term then you do change it and then pretty well you know, it's like you have to get over a little bit of a hump to get past that.
4: John, to your to your point to the other side of that like when we're at those events like I thrive on being if you're listening to this and you've been at an event where I like I thrive on being around you. You give me energy. I love it. But at the same time, I do need a minute Every now and again, and Don and I'll have those moments too where like, hey, we have an hour before dinner. You want to hang out for an hour? Like, no, I'd rather go kick my shoes off for, for an hour than just give me a minute. Like, you have to make a proactive approach to also not do as much as you have to make a proactive approach to do, if that makes sense. So like I, I'll proactively say, like, no, nah, I'm gonna go kick my shoes off, maybe call the family or whatever, talk to the kids. I'll meet you downstairs in 45 minutes. And it's just that little proactiveness to choose not to do sometimes also that gives you the opportunity to do more later hey that was good did anybody write that down like that was kick off your shoes and go to the room sometimes yeah choose not to do so you can do Um, and
1: i and i think what's cool is that matt and i have a good enough relationship that we can be there and i like you don't take that personally you know and we've both done that before and sometimes the other person feels like no i want to go get a drink and let's go hang out and the other person's like nope i need to recharge for a minute i'm going to go to do this and it's like okay that's totally cool but then there's times where we both feel really good and like okay i'll we'll go down to the hotel and we'll go hang out there and we'll grab a group of people and come sit at the table with us and do all the kinds of stuff and and, let's and have fun with birthplace. It. yeah let's make an uh, excursion while we're here sure yeah let's do it. For, for the record we didn't make it all the way to lincoln's birthplace which is going to be oh, on the list for it. the next no, trip no. we had to stop at I'm that right- burger place
3: I like what you said, though, Matt, because you said something like you're choosing things to say no to so you can say yes to other things. And I think that's really I mean, I think that's a really good tip for people like any any time of your life, however you're feeling, (laughs) but especially in a season where everything is just feeling like meh, like like languishing where like be be kind of picky with your time and be able to say, like if you are not able to say yes to friends and family or whatever it is because you're doing X, Y, Z, everything else, then like make some change, like set some boundaries on your on your life and adjust your schedule or, you know, whatever, even if it's good things that you have to say no to so that you can say yes to the other things. And um, so I think that's a great tip.
2: Yeah, I'll add to that of like, rest in a way that is actually restful. You know, I think like the trap that a lot of people fall into and because there's like so much content in the world and there's, everyone tells me every day, a different show I should be watching or a different podcast I should be doing or something I should try. It's easy to sometimes like find yourself like doing too much or trying too much, or, um, someone will recommend to you, Oh, you should do this. And realizing sometimes we're doing a lot of things that kind of are, should be restful, but maybe to us, aren't. So like learn, like do some introspection or learn about yourself or start even just keeping track of like, what does bring me a lot of energy and joy. And man, I love doing that. Um, and yeah, but if I do that too much, you know, come to Matt's point, and I'm super extroverted too. I love being around people, but if I do it too much, then I hit a point where I'm like, I need an hour of silence alone to rest and recharge. And for me, it's like, I have to do that. And so, you know, I, for some of us, I don't want to crap on watching Netflix. Like if you have a show that really does like stimulate your brain and get you excited about something in your life, okay, maybe that is restful and it. Cause it gets you into a flow, um, or figure out what is that thing that actually feels restful. And then what are the things that really bring you that energy and joy and start kind of trying to to balance your life more in that way. Cause my guess is that a lot of people who feel languishing, it's like, we're resting quote unquote, but it's not really recharging us. You know, we're just scrolling.
4: We have a time management PowerPoint that we've done for a lot of years. I haven't actually done that one for a while, but in that there's some sort of a quadrant there, Don, you don't know what I'm talking about. And one of those things talks about also eliminating, basically eliminating mind numbing activity to be more effective with your management. But I push back on that and say, I think there's a time and a place for a mind numbing activity just to kind of hang out and do nothing. I can't stay there, but I think it's important to be able to have that mind numbing, do nothing activity too. I would say this, and I don't know if this is the tough love part, but if you are still listening to this and you're going, yeah, but you don't understand my circumstances, my job, my boss is just really blah, 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 or you don't understand this about my job, this thing about my job is just blah, 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 then don't do it anymore. You voluntarily choose to work there. Go find something that brings you joy then. If you can't get past it, I know that they talked about having having conversations or raising things to light. Fine. It is not your job to change that organization, though. Uh, if that organization, the thing that you are being asked to do, don't be a crappy employee. Just don't do that job. Go find something else that gives you opportunity in life then and help yourself out of that out of some of that too and sometimes we just choose to stay there because what was me no, no 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 help yourself don't choose to do that thing anymore be proactive with that too
2: yeah i'm i'm gonna agree with that and say like yeah you don't you don't have to do that and there are other jobs out there and even if you just need to find something else for a little while you know like do the, do the right thing for you. And I really like what you said, Matt, of like, it's not your responsibility to save the whole company. Like I've been in that place before where it was like, man, like I just was not in a good mental place because of everything that was happening at work. And I probably should have quit sooner than I did, but then it felt like, man, like then if I leave, then this'll fall apart. And then these good things won't happen and other people are going to be impacted. And, you know, then you become a martyr, (laughs) you know, at, in the office that actually saves no one and you don't save yourself. So I, I think if you're feeling that way of like, yeah, it's it's tough love, but it also is love is the key word in that of like, take care of yourself. And if you need to make, make the change, make the change, do what's right for you. There's only one of you. You only have one life to live. Be sure that you're doing the things that are like filling your soul and you're getting to spend time with the people that you love.
1: Yeah. I think this has been a great discussion. I'm really glad that we did do this topic. We have to remember that, listen, if you're, if you're in this and you really are stuck in something, you tried a bunch of different things, I mean, really get help. Like, that's the thing I, that most people need to get some kind of help, mental health help. During their lifetime. And it used to be not that long ago that people didn't talk about that. But I'll bet everybody here has had some kind of help from the outside there in terms of those things. And I think it's really, really valuable to get that. But you're at the same time, not everything requires that extra help. Sometimes it's just change something. You know, it's it's maybe you're too focused on, maybe you're out of balance. Maybe you're too focused on work. Maybe you do need to get a camper or a, or a boat or something like that. You know, the, the two best days of buying the boat are what, the day that you buy it, the day that you sell it later. Isn't that what I've heard? Uh,
4: <laughs> That's it, not true. That's not true, actually. I'm finding that to be not true. Any day that I can get it out is the best day. Oh, it's there been, you go. It's been, it's been a more than one occasion. I've taken a call with uh, at least one of the team members, well, a few of you from the boat. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad day.
1: That's not a bad no, day. That's not a bad day. And it makes me smile whenever you do that because your kids are usually with you. They're always out there having fun. And that's that's it's really cool to be able to enjoy that stuff. Yeah, I think when we get out of balance, or we just need to change something, I think that's our mental way of kind of the low energy is a way of it's it's a it's a it's an alarm for ourselves. So learn to listen to that alarm for yourself. And especially if you are influential on your team, meaning you have a position of authority, or just a lot of people listen to you, or you're just a senior member of that team. Be really aware of what impact that can have on the people around you at the same time. It's okay to have a bad day. I'm not telling you you can't have a bad day or a bad moment even for those types of things. But if it's hitting you over a longer period of time, change something. And it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be go get a totally new job. Maybe it does. Just like Matt said, if it's constantly the job is the problem, then go get something different. You There's never been a better time to do that than there is today. But Really, it might just be meet a friend for work after work, somebody for work. And if you don't have friends, if you've gotten yourself so stuck into your kids' lives and you've not you've lost the friendships and stuff, find some people that you would like to be friends and invite them out for after work and go hang out. Uh, read a book if you haven't read a book for a while. If you always read books, watch TV or go for a walk or just get some exercise or eat a little bit better or get some more sleep. Just change the things that you can do and you might be surprised at how you feel and then you might be surprised at how you lead others. So that's our topic for today. I hope this is beneficial for you. Please let us know if this is something that really has struck you as a topic. We love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. Or if you have ideas for other topics, please reach out. But we hope that you as a people-centric leaders out there are flourishing and enjoying your life, enjoying your job, enjoying each other, because that's what Empowerment Alignment is all about. So thanks for joining us on this People-Centric Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then... Be well and lead well.